Welcome to the Good Theological Thursday podcast, where we have open conversations about theology and culture. My name is James Crockett. And I am Dre Clark. And we are glad to have you join in our conversation today. We hope that this podcast helps you as you think about your life and God and how they fit together. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Good Theological Thursday podcast. We are glad to have you back with us today. Uh, Dre, in honor of our topic today, faith-based films, um, what is your favorite movie or movies, I guess? Yeah, so I was actually asked this question a little while ago, and I, I don't really have a favorite movie. Like I, I Movies to me, I just watch them once, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. Um, but I think if you had to, had to like, Put me. I, I really like the Die Hard movies. Those are really good. Nice. I like uh, Stranger Than Fiction is probably actually what I would say is my favorite movie, but no one's seen that one. I just really like the movie for some reason. Hmm. Um, so uh, my wife's favorite movie is You Got Mail. So I, um, <laughs> I watch that one every now and then. So those are those are ones. But yeah, I mean, it's like when I've seen a movie, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I enjoyed that. and But I, rem- I remember them pretty well, so I don't really go back and rewatch movies that much. But Hmm. But yeah, so um, I, I definitely like the mystery, like whodunit kind of movies, like Clue. That's a good movie. But yeah, dude, I, I don't really have a favorite favorite movie. What about you? Man, those are. I've heard of Stranger Than Fiction. I haven't seen it though. Um, those are some rough choices. Uh, I have to say, but um, You're saying my choices are rough choices. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, good grief. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we're gonna be talking about films. I was hoping you could come up with some better films, but um, all right. So yeah, I, it's hard for me to say like one favorite. So I'll just kind of give my standard answer of favorite movies. Um, the Dark Knight is always up there. Uh, that is been one of my favorite movies of all time mainly because Heath Ledger's Joker is one of my favorite performances ever um and yeah, so solid movie yeah love love that love the Lord of the Rings movies um I have all three of them on extend the extended versions um those are definitely up there with my favorites uh Gladiator one of my all-time favorite movies um mm-hmm. I could yep. watch that one over and over again uh with Russell Crowe. I used to, well, I still love the Patriot with Mel Gibson back in, that was made back in like 99, Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger. Um, that's still one of my favorite movies. Um, I am a, I am a fan of Marvel movies. Um, I'm not going to say they're like my favorite, like as far as like favorite movies of all time, they're not necessarily that, but I, I do love Marvel movies. Um, and then I will say though, like probably the, the best movie as far as like a film goes, like a quality film from acting to story to just like what makes a film good. Um, mm-hmm. The best film I've probably ever seen is Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption. Um, yeah, that's a good film. And yeah. so, um, so do you have a single favorite too? I mean, I mean, you're, you're doing the same thing I did. You have like, yeah, ones you like. yeah. Well, and that's why I say favorites. I mean, it, it's hard for me to just point out, like if you were to say, pick your favorite movie, um, yeah, it's hard for me to really say that because uh, it probably just depends. What do you mean by a favorite? Like, again, I would say the Shawshank Redemption is the best, most well-made film I've ever seen. Um, mm. But then other ones, would I watch it as much as others? I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, so those are – but all of those, like if you're going to ask me what are my favorite films, like all those I mentioned um, are going to be – I'm not going to – I say I like moral films. I won't put those up there as like – you know, the best films I've ever seen. I'd probably go with, again, I'd yeah. go with like 
the Dark Knight, Gladiator, the Patriot, the Lord of the Rings movies, and yeah. uh, the Shawshank Redemption. So, um, yeah. but then that's all, not even getting solid into, choices. getting into comedies, and you know, I, I could go to like different genres and tell you my favorite in this genre is this one. So do you one. do you have like a favorite? Like so my favorite genres, I like I like thriller, like mysteries. Mm-hmm. I like you know the ones of like. You know, like the ones with like big plot twists, like A Beautiful Mind is one of my other favorite ones. Like, yeah. I like those kind of things. Like, do you have a favorite genre of movie? Oh, man. I am. Um, that's hard. Uh, I mean, I do love action. I mean, I love comedy. I I, I love historical drama, um, mm. like epic, epic historical movies. You know, like I'm drawn like Gladiator is or like The Patriot. Like I'm drawn to those type of movies, um, historical epics, I guess you should say. Um, I am naturally drawn to those. So um, anything on World War II I find interesting. Um, but that's mm-hmm. just because World War II is one of my favorite parts of history. So um, those those are those are up there for me. I, I guess I would say, and then I am a huge superhero movie fan. I am. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but Spider Man's. Yeah. I like the Spider Man uh, movies. Spider Man, Spider Man. Grew up on love those. those. Love those movies, especially yeah. the first two Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies are mm-hmm. excellent. So, yeah. Anyways, hold a, hold a dear place in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, but I, I'm definitely. I don't consider myself a movie connoisseur like some people. I'm definitely more in the music realm, so I could talk more about music than mm-hmm. I could film. Yeah. But I definitely appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, but uh, I noticed that neither one of us said that our favorite ones were the faith-based films. Yeah, honestly, um, I was hoping you so. would say Courageous was your favorite <laughs> film of all time. Courageous. God's Not Dead 3 is your favorite film ever. Uh, so. Is there a third one? Is there, there really is, a third there one? There is a third oh one. Oh, my God. Yeah, there is wow. a third one. That, so. That's how much I didn't know about that. Yeah. So. Um, Great. Well, before we before we jump into that conversation about faith based films, uh, let's do some weekly weekly recommendations. So, James, what do you have for us today for a weekly recommendation? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna recommend a book called "The Day the Revolution Began." Uh, I think the, the subtitle of it is "Oh, hang on, let me check." Um, it's redis. Uh, I'm sorry. The day the revolution began. Reconsidering the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion. It's by N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright is one of the one of the top New Testament scholars in the world. Um, this is a book that it is. I will warn. It is pretty dense. Um, uh, it is on Audible, so you can listen to it. It's read by a British guy, and so that's you know if you just want to hear a nice British accent, you can listen to that. Um, um, so I know we have some listeners uh, over in. England as well, and yes, Americans do enjoy listening to British accents. So, um, very, very but, true. Yeah, very true. Much more proper than American accents. Yeah, we don't have cool accents, anyways. So, um, <laughs> random off topic. Uh, the day the revolution began, re- reconsidering uh, the crucifixion. Yeah, very, very dense work, but um, I think N.T. Wright gives some some interesting insight in maybe how. We've maybe I would say how we've oversimplified what Jesus' death means, like how we've made Jesus' death just about all right. It's about do you get to go to heaven or hell when you die, right? And so, mm. um, yeah. and really kind of expanding on what the early Christians how what they thought um, about Jesus' crucifixion, and that it meant much more to that than them. Now, I will say, like you have to listen to this with a keen ear. I don't necessarily agree 
with every point on NT Wright, but he does give a lot of just interesting perspective and some really good things to consider. So um, I would mm-hmm. say if you're like a beginner in theology, like it's maybe that's maybe not the first book you're going to want to read or listen to. But like if you're just kind of. Yeah, well, just wanted to expand your thoughts on some things. Uh, N.T. Wright is a pretty readable person. You know, he is a scholar, but he's yeah. he's one of those very few scholars that is actually a good writer, too. Most scholars are actually yeah. pretty terrible writers and you can't understand anything they say. But N.T. Mm-hmm. Wright writes in a way that, like, most people can somewhat understand what he's saying. But, um, but yeah, I think it's a really good book. Um, um, listen with a critical ear, but um, just give some really good things to consider. So... That's the day the revolution began by N.T. Wright. Uh, what about you? Now, we Dre? were talking about this earlier. We were talking about this earlier, though, James. Is is this the one? Like out of all of N.T. Wright's books, is this the one that you'd recommend? Because um, he's written several books. Um, would this be like the first one, or would this be like the like? Hey, this is a really good one that you'd recommend of his. Because there's a lot of options out there. Yeah. Oh man, it, it depends on. It depends on like where you are. So if you're like a if you've been in seminary for a while or if you've taken like Greek or something, I would say the climax of the covenant is one of the first ones I recommend. That's one of his very early works. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested in his work on Pauline theology, uh, he has a book on Paul. That's like a shorter book. Um, his big magnum opuses are Jesus and the Jesus and the people of God um, or mm-hmm. Jesus and the victory of God. I can't remember. And then, um, Paul and the people of God. Those are like really thick works. So, um, yeah, I, that does not answer your question at all. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I was just wondering, I mean, I, like I said, I've read a few of his, I mean, I know like some of his newer ones, like he has a, a biography on Paul. Like that's one of his newer ones. He's about to do his own translation. I think. Yeah. He, well, um, he already has. Yeah. It's already out. It's already um, out. Yeah, yeah. He's got so, his own um, new Testament translation. Um, so, um, the one um, I was reading by him, I was, is it surprised by, Joy is that one of his books? That's one. I think that's one I was reading mm-hmm. last of his. It was probably about a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's but he's got a lot of books out there. So uh, yeah, just kind of curious of which one you'd recommend for a yeah. first time reader of N.T. Yeah. Wright. So yeah, it, it's more of like, yeah. do you want to know his thoughts on the Gospels, or you want to know his thoughts on Paul? Um, and mm-hmm. that, those that's yeah. probably that'll probably depend on where I would direct you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Dre? Yes, yeah, so I decided for uh, today I will recommend a because talking about faith based films, so I'm going to recommend a faith based film, one that I actually like, um, and it is Blue Like Jazz, um, the movie. It's also a book by Donald Miller, um, kind of a cheesy movie um, <laughs> at, at some points, uh, but it walks through it walks through uh, his book Blue Like Jazz. But I, you know, it's a it's one that I I, I think I own it somewhere, and uh, it's one that I would watch with you know college students or like that. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good story there. I, I like Donald Miller a lot. Um, I think he has interesting, um, perspective of the Christian faith. And so, um, and I think it comes out well in that movie, but yeah, blue light jazz. Have you, you read much of Donald Miller stuff at all? I have not. About him? No, I've not. not read. Yeah. Much so he, uh, he actually has a, he has a, he's kind of moved away from the Christian writing realm and he has a, uh, another podcast that I listen to every now and then called story brand. Um, and so, uh, it's actually, it's for like business tips and things like that. Um, but really solid podcast. Um, so a lot of good leadership stuff. I actually get a, a video from him every day. Um, and sometimes I, I don't watch him every day, but it's like kind of like a three minute tip of here's like a business strategy or something you can do to improve your company. So, um, so yeah, really good stuff. But he's kind of moved more into the faith and work realm. 
Um, but yeah, Donald Miller, um, pretty interesting guy. Has a couple books out there that are really good too. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that movie, Blue Light Jazz. Yeah, probably my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're bored and want to watch a movie, <laughs> there you go. Um, oh man, now I feel bad. I didn't recommend the Christian movie, so. Yeah, um, you should. I know. You, yeah, the buttercream. You should feel bad the, that you recommended all these other movies and not one Christian one. The butter. Movie. I'm going to recommend the buttercream gang. Did you ever watch the that as a kid? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, yeah, it was made like That's, the early '90s. It was this really corny, like yeah, the buttercream. I don't think gang. I've thought of that probably in 15 years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend Nicolas Cage Left Behind. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man! That, the the Left Behind ones may have been the first Christian films I ever watched. Uh, yeah, um, Kirk Cameron. Maybe is what. Yeah, uh, might yeah. have been. Maybe plays a lot into my my thinking of them. Yeah. So let's jump into the let's jump into our uh, our, our conversation. So I I got a couple of questions here in our notes, James. But okay. the very first one is, um, you know, and we're talking about faith based films. And this is kind of a point I want to make. But are faith based films necessary? Or are they needed? I mean, is this something that we should be producing more of? Is this something mm. that um, is beneficial to our culture? Um, I mean, should they exist is kind of the, the, the question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah. I, I, necessary or needed is a pretty strong word. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, it's hard for me to have an opinion either way on that. Um I think they can be beneficial and I think they are a way to engage the culture, right? So it's just another medium sometimes mm-hmm. to get out truth. So um, you could uh, you could probably make an argument that they're needed, but um, I don't know, Dre. I, uh, you have an interesting question on here. Aren't all films yeah. based on faith? And so yeah. – which is, is something when I've – I try to do a little reading on this and just – I was curious if there was an overall opinion on faith-based films um, before we kind of came into this. And uh, yeah, that is a question that sometimes people just say, well, aren't all films based on some sort of faith system? So maybe um, maybe we should define what we mean by faith-based films, right? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, what are your thoughts well, I, I, I think that's um, – and I think that I uh, – that's if you kind of look at my notes too. I kind of my my answer to a lot of questions, um, especially when it comes to faith based films, is every story is telling a story. Mm-hmm. Um, every every story, and I think every good story is telling the story. I think it's telling the story, which is the story that um, I believe God has kind of sent out into everything. Um, so most most filmmakers, most storytellers, if you look at them, there really is this. What makes a good story follows very closely this idea of a fall uh, of kind of a setting and then you have like a plot, a fall, and then you have a redemption, right? Mm-hmm. You have a hero kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so very, very loosely. So uh, this kind of a thing that's nobody, nobody watches the story. Nobody watches the movie with the happily ever after the whole way through. Right. right. Yeah. Um, you, you have, you have that tension, you have those things. Um, and that's what makes a, a good story. Um, I think the Marvel movies, you know, the, the, the last two, they, they played with this construction because they ended the movie on a fall. They didn't end it yeah. with resolution. And so it re- really was a, I think, more of a marketing ploy to make another movie to right. have a, you know, it was like part one, part two. Um, and so um, you get cliffhangers take advantage of that, you know, mm-hmm. in some sense. Um, so I, I think that, that all the stories kind of based on this. And, and here's what I would say is that every story is telling a story of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, is just what is that faith in? Um, mm-hmm. And I would argue that the best ones 
are going to follow a, a Judeo-Christian story of faith. That would be my argument that I would want to make later on, that a good story is the story. That would be where I'd want to go mm-hmm. um, in some way, even if it's not a, a overtly Christian movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think good art is good art, and that represents something about God because either all truth is God's truth or it's none of it is. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's where I want to kind of start when I'm talking about faith-based films. In my mind, the, the genre shouldn't exist because – because all of them exist in that genre. Does that make yeah. sense? It's almost it's almost redundant to say, "Oh, is this is this storytelling a message?" Yeah. Yes. Is this and then is this message a good message or not? Was well, it a good movie or not? You right. know, that's what I would. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, well, and I think you're going into um, faith itself is a common characteristic of all humanity. We all have faith in something, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, um, and so to say, faith based films. Yeah, they are built on – and it is interesting what you point out. That there is you know, a lot of movies and we like stories of fallen redemption, right? You you don't – a good story – you know, the Shawshank Redemption is – it's called the Shawshank Redemption, right? It is a story about mm-hmm. a guy who's um, falsely accused. He ends up in prison. He ends up spending his whole life there and there's even uh, Morgan Freeman's character who did commit a crime, right? He's sitting in prison his whole life and – you know, there's a story multiple times of will they have will they release him? He keeps going up for hearing and he's on probation. And, um, you know, there is a story for him where at the very end of the movie, um, you know, Morgan Freeman gets released from prison. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so we, we like those stories of tension and we don't we don't want a story that's just like, you know, a movie where we watch where there's almost seemingly no conflict for the main character is not interesting to us. We wouldn't call that a good movie. Um and so uh, it is interesting how we even long to see those stories because I think there is there's a longing in us of yeah. that we we are in need of redemption we are in need of reconciliation right and so um, I, I think that's an interesting point to po- point out but yeah um, and, and I'm stealing a lot of it you know C.S. Lewis I'm stealing most of from like you know there was there was a debate between I think it was Lewis and Tolkien like of can you, you know, can you use Santa or not? Like in your things. And Lewis was, yeah, of course, like you can put in Narnia, you can move all these things because every, it really Lewis, Lewis, I think would say that, that you can broaden the narrative um, and, and you can find, you can find truth and revelation in, in almost anything in creation. So he's very much mm-hmm. taking this, this natural, what we call natural revelation or some people call natural revelation, this view that, that really nothing's off the, off the table because, yeah because it's God's world. Right. Um, every, every, everything that God has created comes from God. Now there's not, there's not one bit of it that hasn't been touched by the fall, yeah, right. but there's also not one bit of it that can't be restored. Right. And so you really have this dynamic of everything is in play mm-hmm. and that, that is available. And so I think Lewis, and that's why I think makes him such a brilliant writer. And he can, he can take different things. You look in his Narnia series, he throws in different, different um, elements over and over again of, of, of uh, of characters and of plots and stories and um mm-hmm. you know i think your thing too like shawshank redemption uh, i think you know harry potter i, I watched i binge watched all those movies uh, whenever the last one came out i'd never seen any of them I watched them all at one time and i was like oh there's so much there's something in these movies that that moves me well the um, story of i think it's super like yeah. superman movies i mean good grief if, i don't know if you ever watched like superman returns it, it feels mm-hmm. like yeah. which superman i think even when it was originally written like the the guy who originally created the character um, was wanting to give I, I remember talking to somebody about this one time and the guy who originally created the Superman character it was supposed to be like imagery of Christ himself like um, mm-hmm. it, it's just yeah but you'll see elements of those even in those movies um, 
which is interesting um, and can lead to interesting yeah. discussion. Now, I, I don't think like, you know, we shouldn't build our faith based on the Shawshank Redemption, but it's just like, you know, it gives us some interesting points to talk about. Yeah. So back to the question, are, are faith-based films necessary um, or needed or or should they exist? I would say every film is faith. I mean, I really, that's where I would, I'd want to argue that, you know, that, that that's really the perspective we should go to. Mm. Um, so, so the next question is, is, you know, I think should Christians be making faith-based films? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Keep, keep yeah. And, and I would, I would say, so we can narrow, we can maybe narrow our discussion here to, um, let's just call them Christian based films. So, Specifically films that one of the central plot points is the Christian faith, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So this, these are – this is everywhere ranging from ranging from those old Left Behind movies to, yep. um, you know, God's Not Dead to, you know, I remember Face of the Giants was big and uh, Overcomer is a new one that's come out. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and everywhere in between. And so, yeah, something where – or um, oh, what's the what's the movie on? Uh, I can only imagine. Is it? It's I, I can only imagine. Right, that's the name of the movie. The story of uh, yeah, Bart yeah, Miller. yeah, yeah, Bart Miller. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So this movie specifically like that, where Christianity is like a, or the Christian faith itself is a central plot point. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So should Christians be making faith based films? Um. Like those, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like those. Um, I don't – should they or should they not? I don't have a problem with us making them. And I think – yeah, sure. I mean there it is a way to engage culture you know, with story, right? And so ultimately all humanity, um, we do – I think oftentimes we understand story as much as anything, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's easier sometimes to explain things, not in terms of let me – lay out point A, point B, point C of the the doctrine of the Christian faith, but sometimes telling mm -hmm. the Christian faith through a story can be a very effective means of communicating the gospel. But um, uh, Dre, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that we need Christians making good art. That's good. Um, yeah. I, I think that's kind of my, I want my base name. I think Christians should be involved in this. Mm. Um, now when it comes to some, you know, so for example, I don't know how, how many of these movies you watch, but if I, you know, like courageous, yeah. um, if you, if I had to ask you, what's the main theme of the movie courageous, do you know what it is? Have you, have you seen that movie? I've not seen courageous. No, I, I'm, and I, I, I'm getting them all confused, but I think courageous is the one that's like basically about prayer. Um, it's very simple. Uh, the other well, one, war, uh, war rooms, one about prayer. war room, war, war room. room. That's what war I was saying. War room. Yeah. Prayer, and then, yeah. uh, fireproof and I, I yep. can't remember which one courageous is, but fire, fireproof, I think is mainly about porn. Um, yeah, it's about and marriage, mar marriage and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so he, so here's what I think is happening in those kind of films is, um, there, there's no multidimensionality. There, there are simple stories. Mm. Um, there, there, and so I, th I think that good art, what I was taught, good art always has multidimensionality. Um, there's a way to incorporate lots of things. That's one thing that art can do that sermons can never do. Whenever we do a sermon, you almost need to reduce it down and give them the main takeaway. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to have this homiletical proposition. You're like, here's the thing that they walk out of the store so they can remember it. Uh, sermons have to do that. Ted talks have to do that, but, but media, but, but videos and film and music, 
music, they can explore realms that I don't think anywhere else can touch. Hmm. And so, so I do think we need more Christians making films because our, all, all films are faith-based, but I would argue that, that, um, what does good art look like? And I would say, no. don't don't sell yourself short and make just a single uh, dimensional story, right? Yeah. Um, you know, really, really, I, I'd almost, I almost feel like Christians feel like there's this pressure that we have to be just about this one thing. We got to be really careful and we can't cuss in the movie. We can't have this kind of music. And you know what I mean? It's just very mm. like, and I would say you have the freedom. I, I would argue they have the freedom to, to create good art, to have good acting, to have, um, to have, films and not sermons hmm. put onto the screen. And so that would, that would be maybe if I had like a desire for it, but if they are making these simple stories, these little one-liner things, there's a place for simple stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a place for, let me tell you a story with one single point, you know, yeah. is it, a, is it the best story? I'd say, well, maybe best for that context. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I would, I would argue that way. I think, I think we should be making these things, but I would say, I would say you should be making more films and, and, and broaden the range and not necessarily just sell yourself. And I say the same with music, right? I think, mm-hmm. I think there's incredible worship leaders out there that should be making really good albums and not just focus on one niche, one usage mm-hmm. um, of a worship song. I think, I think we should expand ourselves because God has created us to be grateful people, yeah. uh, to be creative mm-hmm. people. He's created us to, to make good things and to, um, use this medium that I think is a really powerful medium um, yeah. that Jesus himself uses, right? He tells these stories and has yep. um, this multidimensionality and stuff to it. So anyways, yeah, that's, that's kind of my thought on, on that. Yeah. Think? I think, um, I think you point a couple of things. So what I hear you say is not that they, we should just throw out like these one dimensional stories, right? You're not necessarily saying that, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. so let's stop making movies like courageous or war room. There are places for that. But the idea that, Christians making just even a regular film that's not necessarily um maybe even sometimes it's not necessarily overtly like you know you know just like saying right right out explicitly like a Christian message but maybe just a film that's just a normal story but um coming in with it. this is what you know this is a little bit of what C.S. Lewis and Tolkien did with the Lord of the Rings and with Chronicles of Narnia they wrote stories mm-hmm. that you know, there is spiritual imagery behind it, um, but, you know, they, they told – and Tolkien himself is telling a – just telling a different type of story. And, you know, this is why these his yeah. movies – these movies are so excellent because the story is excellent. It's multidimensional. It's it's com- it's complex. And uh, I, I think you're hitting on something. And here is – I don't – you know, I think movies – like we're the ones we're talking about, like um, you know, courageous or facing the giants, a war room, or uh, I haven't seen Overcomer, um, or in, in these movies like that. Um, again, there is a place for them. The thing I think we need to be careful of, or God's not dead, um, is sometimes in movies can do this, and, and oftentimes you know, movie critics are critical of movies when they do this. Is sometimes movies can provide a caricature of something right so yeah uh, i think of god's not dead and it's like it provides a caricature of an atheist that like all atheists are these really mean people like seeking to like destroy christianity and things like that and Mm -hmm. and sometimes if we're not careful you know we can watch those movies but we need to watch it with a little bit of a critical mind of like well yeah um it doesn't always work that way or like it can oversimplify like 
Not that God can't work in ways that these movies portray, but sometimes God doesn't always work that way specifically, right? And so yeah. it's just watching those movies with that critical mind of, of yeah. this is an interesting story, but it's not everybody's story, right? Yeah. Well, and I think what happens with that is – so the usage of, of one-dimensional characters, right, or over-exaggerated characters, those typically mm-hmm. occur in comedies, mm. right? So if you look at any of the – some of the – you know, I, for lack of a better example, um, you look at uh, like The Simpsons, right? Like yeah. you have like these – some of these characters in there are just very one-dimensional, over overly exaggerated onto one thing. Like this is, this is the thing that people use to kind of – and so you can use those points, but you use them in comedies. Yeah, yeah. But like what, it, what the, happens is like the Office. Yeah. Um, like if you yes. actually watch the Office, as Kevin goes along in the series, you notice he becomes more and more dumb. He's like the dumb guy, but he becomes <laughs> yes, more yeah. and more ridiculously stupid throughout the Just series. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so no one actually exists like a Kevin Dwight, but there's but there's a little bit of Kevin and Dwight's and, and ever you know what I mean and, yeah. and different people. Right. And so so what one strategy of filmmaking of storytelling is to over exaggerate a character, right? This yeah. is but but there's good and bad ways to use that tool. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that sometimes in in some of these movies. They they use it poorly, or they try to use it in a serious context. Whenever and so there's actually a, a movie called Believe Me, that it, it's a Christian based film, um, and it's actually one that I think is pretty good because they kind of are making fun of that. They use these one dimensional characters, and they kind of they use them in a comedy. So the movie is a comedy, so mm-hmm. that's what makes it a unique thing. And I think it really fits well. So I think it's actually a a very well done uh, Christian themed movie on that one area because it, it uses the correct things in the correct places. It uses these mm-hmm. one-dimensional characters in a comedy setting, not in a very serious, you know, like we want to get this thing across. And so I do right. think that there's a couple couple art mistakes I think some critics might point out of of what's going on um, in these films. And, and that's just a whole other level of, you know, like I said, I, I would just hold the same standards to good art to to, to everybody. It's, there's good art. There's good – how well do you reflect the story? How well are you using the tools you have? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whenever you take away people's paintbrushes, they only can paint one kind of thing. Mm. And I think that maybe is what's happened in, in our Christian media. So we said, oh, we can't do that. That's too offensive. We can't do that. That's too, um, you know, we have to make it more vanilla. Um, and I would say C.S. Lewis and them, I mean, they, they would they would create these worlds that were very explicitly Christian, but they were they were good stories. They had yeah. they had things. They had darkness. They had light. They 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 painted with more strokes yeah um well it's like you, so yeah so yeah i mean the chronicles of narnia are popular books and they're not just popular books amongst christians i mean they are mm-hmm. but i mean everyone you know those movies were popular everyone loves that story because it is it's a great story so you don't have to sacrifice good storytelling um to make a, a good christian film i mean good grief uh you read the scriptures and you talk about great storytelling. I mean, the scriptures themselves are filled with incredible mm-hmm. stories. Um, I've oh, always yeah. said yeah. there's multiple like, you know, and, and people have attempted to make films based on scripture, you know, but like if, if you can make good films based on some of these biblical stories, I mean, there's just some great stories being told there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So, so I think here's the, here's the thing. There are timeless stories and there are cultural stories. Um, I know people that love these faith-based films, right? There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, of um, course. There's no, but but some but sometimes what people love about it is the it, it hits a certain culture at a certain time, right? Mm. 
Um, but I do think there's also stories that transcend that, that move on, right? You Romeo and Juliet, right? Um, we're talking about even some of the biblical story. I mean, you have these stories, Ernest Hemingway, some of these great ones. Um, I think the Harry Potter series might make that. So I think that, I think you got to also realize there's different platforms and what are you trying to do? And, and I would just be an advocate for let's, let's be in all of these realms. Let's do, let's do what you feel like you're called to do and let's do it really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and do what you're inspired to do too. Don't just feel like you have to yeah. make something just because, you know, you're trying to make money or trying to sell I, some, some of these movies that come out. I'm just, I get skeptical because I'm like, did they just make this movie so they could sell a Bible study series yeah. because you go to the Christian bookstore and, and then they have, you know, a fireproof 90 day journal and all this. And maybe somebody that really helped them. That's great. Um, yeah. but I, I have professors that work even within the Bible world that they translate Bibles and they say it's cutthroat. They said that when it comes to printing these Bibles and the publishing things, like the, some of the most unchristian conversations have happened around, you know, printing of the Bible. Yeah. And so, and so I would say that we just, you just have to, I, I think we have to be careful and go into that. And, and, and I'm, I'm just an advocate of good art back in the church. That's, that's really mm-hmm. my thing is that all faith-based films are, all films are faith-based. And I think that we should, we should make good art and, and that's subjective. So some, somebody might like yeah. it, somebody may not. And that's why I think at the end of the day, you can't really talk about it. I do think there's a more objective thing. Does it stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. You know, are people going to be watching fireproof a hundred years from now? Are they going to still be reading Hamlet? You know? Right. Um, so I do think there's some things that come a little bit more objective into that. Um, and I do think that, you know, I think C.S. Lewis, he's around for a reason. There's a lot of other writers that wrote things that aren't around. Mm, um, yep. And so so I, I would say that there's a couple couple things you can talk about in there. But um, at the end of the day, I think realizing this idea that all, all truth is God's truth, that all films are faith-based, and that um, God has given us the ability and he's given us the the creativity to reflect himself in art. And I think we need more of that in the world because yeah. we've, the, church is, the church is kind of – done a bad job of, of inspiring that and, and really trying to make uniformity and not really pushed out this art movement that I would be a, a proponent for. So. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Um, that's about all my thoughts on it, man. <laughs> that's about yeah, where it all is. Yeah. I don't have much more. I mean, again, I don't think there's, you know, especially with Christian based films, there's not like a right or wrong answer. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, you should go see this or you shouldn't go see this. I don't think we need to, you know, sometimes I, I think like these Christian based films are released like, you know, you know, fireproofs released and it's like there's pressure on all Christians. You should all see this movie. And you like, have to go watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't necessarily think, it, you know, uh, if you want to see it, great. If you don't see it, then yeah. fine. Like, you know, some people that is beneficial for them. Some people it doesn't help them at all. Um, you know, yeah. I, w- I would encourage, you know, again, I'm not a filmmaker. And so I know that's a that's a complicated thing. And. But there are some skilled filmmakers out there that I believe there are believers and, you know, I believe they're, they're mm-hmm. out there and I would encourage, yeah. Hey, not even just making movies for just Christians. Like, I don't, I don't know if we need movies for just Christians. Like, I think we, we need good art that engages both yeah. Christianity and that engages the lost. I mean, if you're just, well, maybe yeah, we, we don't need that. the Christian, we don't need the Christian version of Netflix or the Christian, you know, yeah. Disney has got their Disney, but we don't need the Christian version of that because yeah. that's a way to further um, isolate yeah. ourselves, you know, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and, and um, just finding ways to engage um, people outside the Christian faith using film um, is just good. So I just, that's something to think about, but, you know, I don't have a perfect yeah, answer for that. Um, I think a little bit of what we've talked about would be helpful, but, um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. about that's that's about all my thoughts. 
on that yeah. as well. So yeah. So here's a question I'd like to leave people with, kind of based on what you just said, T. James is um, is do you, it's a good good conversation is should should Christians be use art as a tool to isolate and edify ourselves, or should they use art as a way to reach out and connect? Mm. Um, I think that's a, and, and I'll give you my answer. It's both. Yeah, um, of course. But I, I, agree. I think, I, I think, I think that's the, I think that's a, a, the dichotomy that we kind of set up ourselves in. Um, mm. You know, is, can we make music for ourselves? Yes. Should we make music for others? Yes. Um, mm. But, but I think, I think we, if we paint ourselves into a small box and say, this is the way it has to be, or this is what it should be. Um, or I'm against this one thing. I'm only on this team. I think it gets dangerous. But I, I think that's a good question to ask yourself. And then two, to say how well are you doing at those things? Mm. Um, do you do you do you seek out art that that moves you? Do you find things to read? Do you find things to listen to that 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 that, that is a good story that relates and resonates with you? And are you also engaging in the stories of those around you? Are you mm. engaging in the conversations? Are you engaging in the art? Or are you just saying, oh no, we don't watch that movie because it's you know has this in it. Right. right? Yeah. Or I'm not going to look at that. Um, and I think I think making those calls and, and, and determining how how you personally are going to make those calls of what you what you engage in, what you don't engage in and yeah. and how you engage um, and how what it means to engage well. Yeah, it's good. So. It's good. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess my question food for thought would be maybe even taking us further step back. You know, film is about story. So I would just ask, are you engaging in God's story? And are you communicating God's story? Um, and so uh, I think that's ultimately what we're all in. We're, we are characters in God's story, right? That um, God has incorporated us into that. And so are we engaging in his story and contemplating it? And are we communicating that story to others? Um, so, um, all right, Dre, I think... That about wraps us up. Um, thank you again, as always, for... Uh, tuning in uh, to this episode. Hopefully it was beneficial for you. Uh, a little different conversation today. Uh, but, yeah. um, and so hopefully you you contemplate that. Uh, as always, we encourage you, if you have a question about what we talked about, maybe something wasn't clear or just a little further thought you have, you know, or just if you have thoughts on kind of, kind of the subject, um, we encourage you to follow us at Good Theological Thursday on Facebook. You can message us there, or you can email us at goodtheologicalthursday at gmail.com. If you have a question about this episode or a question you want us to discuss, uh, we encourage you to get in touch with us. And as always, uh, if you enjoy the show and have not left us a rating or review, uh, we would encourage you to do that. That would help us out a lot. And um, again, if, if you think someone would benefit from this, if you have a friend that you think would benefit from listening in on these conversations and um, maybe you want to dialogue um, with a friend about these topics and you want to bring them in on our dialogue. Uh, we encourage you to show uh, the show to a friend. Uh, Dre, I don't have anything else. So you want to close this out? Yes. Yeah, so um, I think James, we're probably going to take the next two weeks off for the podcast because uh, next week, by the time people are listening to this, we'll be in San Diego for the ETS, yes, we and will. then the week after that is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and so we might sneak one more in that we might pre-record, but if not, we'll be back in December mm-hmm. um, on December fifth with the podcast, and we'll be yep. wrapping up season two. Um, yep. But until then, have a good theological Thursday. See ya.